excited to another episode of the Pipe Dream Podcast. This is a show that reveals the real and raw of tradesmen's stories. We get the truth from those who support the people who do the work. We also take a deep dive with resilience experts and those who do the heavy lifting supporting the labor force. Listen for today's tale from the trench. Hello, my brothers. This is Nick Gemmel, the Awakened Tradesman. And the topic of today's episode is navigating relationships in oil and gas. A discussion with Aleo Rain. Sit back and relax and listen to today's tale from the trench. Hey, Alea. Hey, Nick. How's it going? Fantastic. It's warming up here, so I can actually get out of the truck now without freezing to death. So. <laughs> what what city or town are you in today? <laughs> Today I'm in uh, Medicine Hat, Alberta. Okay. Yeah, I've yeah. never been there, but yeah. yeah, very cool. And you? I'm in Edmonton. Yeah, this is where I live. It's good. It was, it was warmer here today, too. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Oh, that's good. It's good. And uh, I guess... To make it relevant to everybody, like I guess, why are we talking to Alea Rain, and uh, who are you, and where do you, uh, yeah, yeah, how did you get All here? Right. Well, I I'm really glad we met because um, I well I'm a dating and relationship coach, so I actually uh, coach men and women. Um, I'll, my messaging right now is a lot to women. So I'm talking to the ladies right now quite a bit, but I have coached men. I love coaching men as well too. Um, but you know, with my, with my experience, I'm, you know, coaching people in relationships because really that's my passion. Um, I love the psychology of the difference between men and women. I, I kind of nerd out on that and I have for years and, um, you know, myself being, um, I was divorced. Well, geez, when was that? 2014, got a divorce. I was with my husband at the time for 11 years, had a baby, kind of went through all that. We lived, um, we lived in Fort McMurray. And I know I'm sure a lot of your listeners live there, I would assume. Um, but we live there. We've, we've been in the oil patch ourselves. I have a lot of experience with that world and things like that. And, you know, we... So, you know, being after my divorce, being single and trying to fucking figure out how to date <laughs> in this day, like it was ridiculous. I thought it would be so much different than what it was. So I really had to like hash out exactly what on earth was going on in this dating world. And I, I really dove deep into figuring it out because it was really hard. I was getting hurt and I was so confused and it wasn't working so I learned a lot. I experienced a ton, a ton. Um, and now I show other people how to, how to make it work, how, it's, how it can be so much easier. It doesn't have to be as difficult as we think it is. And you can find, you know, your dream partner if that's, you know, what your goal is. It's, it's possible. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. no. And that's, and that's what uh, uh, drew me to you was a mutual friend. And, and then after looking into your, into your stuff and then connecting with you and, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm going to, I'm not going to lie to everybody. Like the reason you're on the show, like I'm trying to navigate this dating world right now. So this gives me a reason to put it out to you and hopefully somebody can benefit from it at the same time. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, it's seriously, it's, uh, yeah, it's that this whole podcast started as being very selfish to me in other, uh, in other ways, but it's morphed into something bigger than myself and it's crazy. So, uh, no. And so navigating the dating world is something that I definitely want to discuss today, but (laughs) right. Uh, so you mentioned that you were married 11 years. Uh, was he in oil and gas as well? Yeah, he was. He was. Um, he was. There was a period of time where he was working in Fort McMurray, and I was. I am. Our home was not in Fort McMurray, and we we're in Red Deer, so it was too far for him to commute. Of course, every day. So we really had to get used. And my son was, oh my god, a year old, maybe. So um, it was tough. Like. I was raising a little baby um, kind of by myself because he would work, and I'm trying to remember, two weeks away and two weeks home, which was, oh, my, we can get started on that. Like, I've already talked to the ladies before I got on this show, so I know what they have to say, and a lot of it is the same sort of struggles that I had. But, you know, navigating that, like, being away for so long and then suddenly, like, immersing yourself back into your home life has struggles on both sides, you know, and it actually has advantages too on both sides. Let's not ignore that. But um, that was really hard for me. But, you know, so we did that for a while and it did it cause problems in our relationship. I would definitely say so. Uh, I clearly remember some things that we had gone through and it was not easy. So, um, you know, I have a, a bit of that experience with that. But yeah, 11 years we were together. Yeah. So, yeah. No, and and the two weeks, uh, two weeks and two weeks. So you're still home six months of the year, and you're still saying that you have that you guys had difficulties, right? Oh yeah. And yeah. and for myself, like I, man, the last few since 2014 or sorry, 2012, I've had somewhat as like a 17 and four schedule at some point, and then six and one. Um, six days on, one day off for the people, right? So gone for months. So it's all relevant in the fact of the changing and just showing up and just, uh, hey, it's time to jump in the bedroom. I remember that conversation, right? Like, what do you mean? We've got kids to take care of. We've got this, right? No, let's get to the bedroom. So I definitely, <laughs> it's, you know, looking back after, you know, 17 years of that, how it takes its toll when you don't, when you don't talk and uh yeah so i guess if we you know want to dive down there first about communication like well how would you say in that mix like even two weeks on two weeks off because the schedules are getting a little bit better except for uh main mainline construction right it's always in new construction it's six days on one day off still right but so what would be i guess we'll just start off with that with communication like you know, is that something that shows up with your ladies and, uh, and how do you get past those blocks? Yeah, well, I actually did, I'm part of a few groups on Facebook and I'm a part of this huge women's group on Facebook. So I actually put a poll out to that group and I asked them, <laughs> ladies, what are you, cause I knew my challenges at the time, but I was like, what are yours? Cause And I put out a poll and I said, what are your biggest challenges being in a relationship in the oil, the oil field? I said, oil field life. 
And it was, the response was insane. I, I've never had so much of a, of a big response in any poll I've ever put on Facebook. So it's really interesting. Um, so can I tell you the top four? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, see, I, I went with communication because in my mind, yeah, in my yeah. mind, that's what the number one thing is. But I'm very interested to hear what this poll said. Yeah, it'll tie right into communication. So I'm going to share it with you guys. Um, okay, so number one is he misses his family and home so much it breaks my heart. And I feel like that probably goes both ways, yeah. you know. So um, the, the women are feeling that too, and that was number one to them. So they're dealing with that. Uh, number two is he only has four days off. It's hard to squeeze anything in in that short of time. And I want, I've got some, some things to talk about with that, that I think can help some people. Uh, number three was it's hard to connect when he's away for weeks at a time. It's where the communication comes in, right? And then I was only gonna do three, but I, I looked at number four and I was like, I have to say this. <laughs> number four was acting like his days off are his own days and he doesn't have to do anything unless he feels like it. So I, I get that. I see both sides to it. And I'm, and I'm not going to say I know what it's like for you guys, because I was not the one working away, but I'm very, very empathetic to the guy's side too. So yeah, so those are the top four. Um, I got hundreds of responses. So this, this is a good sample size. So back to communication. So um it's hard, it's hard to connect when he's away for weeks at a time. I think the answers to, to most of these challenges is to just be mindful. So I know when I was married and we were just kind of, we were just winging it. Like he would go, we're like, we'll just figure it out. We'll stay connected. Let's just talk when we can and, and, and winging it. But I think just being mindful and thinking about like, what exactly is going on here? And what are these, and especially you guys who have been doing this for years or decades, you just, it's just kind of your way of life, you know? And I think it's just like taking a step back and being like, these are legit challenges that I face in my relationship that a lot of other people don't have to put up with or, or face because they're living in their same homes every single day. So you know, being mindful and just recognizing the fact that you have this challenge is, is important. And then my thoughts are to just create a plan. So a communication plan. So a lot of people make a plan to speak every day. They want to talk. Um, video is better. I hear that the Wi-Fi fucking sucks <laughs> in the camps. Yeah, is it, is yeah it, it can. Is it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it can, right? Um, I don't know if people can buy those little Wi-Fi adapters to boost it, a personal one. I don't, I'm not really too sure how that works, but. Yeah, it depends on the cell service. But yeah, lots oh, of times okay. if there's like very limited cell service, then it doesn't work very good. And you're just working yeah. off of whatever the camp has. Yeah, for sure. Right. But I mean, having a communication plan, I think is really important. Um and sticking to it. So putting it in your schedule. I know like a lot of you guys work, I think 12, sometimes 13 hour days. I know the laws go up to 12 to 14 hours, I think a day. So, and a lot of times you guys are maxing out 
day Mm -hmm. after day. So hopefully just finding a time in the day when you can communicate with your partner, I think is so important and making that a priority, you know, um, video is better, like I said, and, and things like that. And, And I also think making a communication plan for when you come home is key. And if I could say anything, I would love to see, um, each partner take time to, to be like, take turns talking and just saying, okay, well, what are you, what are your challenges? So on my four days off, what are you, you know, what are your challenges? And then she can talk about what she faced. She can be like, well, he, you just think that, what is, what did they say? Or your days off are your own and you don't have to do anything unless you feel like it. Like she may, she may feel that way. And, and you're probably ex- exhausted mm-hmm. and you, like a day of travel, a day of errands, a day of like leisure, and then a day of preparing to go back home. Right. Yep. <laughs> so I think it's just a matter of being like, what are you, what are your challenges? Tell me how you feel when, when, you, when I come home for four days, what, what are you feeling? What are your challenges? And then let your partner talk about their challenge and be like, I just came home. I just want to relax. I've been working so, so, so hard for my family. I don't want to have to do chores or be asked to do all of these things or go to your girlfriend's, you know, baby shower or whatever the heck that's going to be. But, and just to, to communicate and talk about those challenges and then try to make a plan to make it better. So what can we do to make that better? And what, and everybody's plan is going to be different. Right. But to just acknowledge it, make it a safe place to talk and without getting angry or blaming, because there's two sides. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, one little tidbit that I would have for that is if you can um, try to hire some help, if there's any way financially that you can afford that, maybe hire the housekeeper to come right before he comes home. So you guys don't have to worry about that. Or maybe you can have a babysitter, you know, come for certain days. Like if it's financially possible, it is so worth the, mm-hmm. you know, $80 to have someone clean the house, you know, yep. if it means that you guys can really connect in those days off. Yeah. Cause there, you know, there's a, there's a few things in there and I just, as you're talking, I'm just going back in time in my, you know, in my, in my marriage and I'm like, yeah, hundred percent. So the, and the challenges and now coaching guys through this, right? So here's how most conversations go on the road, right? You have good intentions, but it's like, okay, at the end of the day, it's like 8, 30, 9 o'clock. And it's like, well, hey, babe, how's it going? Let me know if this sounds familiar. Hey, babe, how's it going? And she, you're like, oh, it's going good. Oh, well, that's good. Oh, well, he says, well, how was your day? And you say, well, how was your day? And you go back and forth with no substance, right? Zero, zero substance. How are the kids? Oh, they're doing good. Well, what are they doing? Oh, they're they're doing their homework or they're playing at so-and-so's house. No substance. Like, and then that goes on for week, days, weeks, and sometimes months. And then you show up and you don't know, like for me, yeah, new friends, like from, uh, you know, uh, soccer practice or soccer teams, right. Or gymnastics. So there's new parents. So very challenging, 
right? So it's having better conversations is what I see. So it's definitely relevant. I love it, right? And the plan is fantastic because like we talked in the pre-show, like you just show up, right? You just show up and it's like, okay, well, we're good. Let's, let's run inside and let's go knock some boots and be done. But you haven't connected like in that way for, you know, days, weeks, months. And now you just, yeah, you have to, yeah, you have to, you can't just show up. And when you put no deposits in, so you haven't been communicating properly. And now, yeah, you said, uh, yeah, the, the Wi-Fi sometimes sucks, but throw in those, those conversations that, you know, even if it's one good one once a week, yeah. right? Something yeah. better than nothing, but yeah, it's challenging for sure. So no, I love the plan myself. The plan, yeah. And to, and to recognize like what's hard about while you're away or what's hard about, what's hard about for each of you while you're away and like, talk about that. Like it's, it's kind of neat. Like sometimes in relationships, you have to kind of make things formal. Like it's, it almost feels like a business meeting, but it's like, it doesn't have to be like that all the time, but it really is worth it. Oh, it, if you guys can sit down once a month or however often it makes sense to you and be like, let's, let's get a pen and paper and write down some of these things. Like what's hard for you? How, what's one thing we can do to make that better? You know, and whatever that is like, well, while I'm away, babe, I don't get any details. So when I show up and you want me to feel connected, I don't. So, you know, can we work on that? You know, and, and just actually acknowledging it, I think is a huge thing. And a lot of times we forget to tell our partners. <laughs> oh, it goes, it, yeah, it definitely goes both ways, right? Because I would remember, and I bet you my wife was giving, trying to give me space because I am exhausted, right? So I remember one time in particular, I wake up and the, she took the kids to school or, or no, it wasn't even a school day, but they were gone when I woke up. Right. And I was like, what, what do you mean? Where is everyone? Well, we just thought we would let you sleep. Well, no, like that's the one thing that I missed the whole entire time is waking up to like, you know, yeah. kids talking or crying or whatever. Like you don't get to hear that. Right. Yeah. So and she may have not you, known that. Yeah. Color, right. Exactly. But it goes, so it goes both ways. She thought she was doing the right thing. I, you know, I was tired, but guess what? When I wake up, I wanted to, I wanted to hear that. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. But did I once in 17 years say anything? Nope. Mm-hmm. Not once. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, connection, it's just like maintaining connection, right? While you're away, it's like investment, right? Because when you do come back to your days off, hopefully you're already connected. And I, and I love the idea of like using that as to your advantage, because I can tell you one thing it's, the, the disadvantage to other types of relationships is that they never get a chance to miss each other. So the desire isn't always there. They have to create that desire in other ways. But a lot of times working away means that desire is created. There, there may not be as much connection, which you guys can work on, but that desire is good. And you can actually feed on that, especially sexually. Like you guys can work on things like, you know, teasing, like, it doesn't matter how long you've been together. If you should still be flirting with your partner and it's not very hard to do, especially over text. And hopefully you guys can have time even on your lunch break. Like if she knows you're thinking about her on your lunch break, like that really helps. (laughs) 
you know, little flirty texts, especially building up to before you come home, because especially like women, like who knows if they're going to be in the mood because she's probably exhausted. Like if you have kids, like she's probably like, Oh my God, I can just like shut off and relax now that he's home and not deal with the kids or whatever. But like build up some of that sexual energy before you come home, I think is, is fantastic. And it just takes a little bit of effort, you know, and hopefully she's into it too. But, you know, taking that sort of awayness that you guys have and using that to your advantage, I think. Yeah. And there was something else in what you talked about with those four items that, it, that came up for me right now was, was, was love languages. And this is something that I've never until a few months ago, what, what are you talking about? But once you start diving into it, it makes total sense. And, and this is where I personally see a, a rift in, um, in some of the, uh, uh, the frustrations, right? So if, if your partner, if the woman at home is acts of service and you're exhausted and she just wants you to do some dishes and put some stuff away, but you say no, because you're exhausted, you're not going to connect with her. So, you know, and if, if her thing is, is gifts, well, you probably got that covered, right? You just buy her some flowers, you do some stuff like that's a pretty easy one. Right. But if it's that way you can order flowers, like, Oh yeah. Yeah, if if that's her love language, like for me, gifts, you could put something in my hand and I don't I don't even I'll walk away. Like I don't it doesn't even resonate. Doesn't with, much. Yeah. 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 So but when you're so like um like mine is a physical touch and not sexual, right? But just like physical touch and um and words of affirmation. So it's super easy um on the road for words of affirmation, not so much the physical touch, mm-hmm. right? But knowing that is key. But yeah, but with the, the the acts of service is super hard for dudes that work on the road. If your partner at home is acts of service or yourself, if that's yeah. you, yeah. right? And I strongly encourage everyone. Um, what are your thoughts on that, I guess? I actually had that written down anyway, the, the five love languages, because if anyone should be, I, I feel like every single one of your listeners and clients and, and audience should definitely read that book. Um, it's a short book. It's an easy read. Uh, I think they made a version strictly for men, if I'm not mistaken, but I don't know if you'd even need it. Like, it's just such an epic book. I feel that that book literally could save marriages. If there was any book, and I've read a ton, <laughs> that's the one. And if anybody wants to do anything, um, just to help in their, in their relationship and they have any ounce of effort that they're willing to put in reading that book will, will do a, a ton for you. And, you know, to what you said, that's exactly it. Like there's reading the book's important, but like using those love languages, understanding the difference between yours and your partners. And then, like I said, when you guys sit down and have that conversation about what's working, what's not, how can we make this better? love languages should be a top priority of that conversation. You know, um, words of affirmation is definitely my top one. So if my partner lived away and if he was like texting me, just texting me and just telling me that I was beautiful compliments, like I can hold on to a compliment for a week, you know? And, and if, and if his love, if that wasn't his love language, he wouldn't know to do that, even though it's pretty simple, you know, um, 
but but you know doing that acts of service that would be a tough that you're right that would be tough from afar physical touch there's actually kind of a trick you can do with that one when you're away is to actually describe physical touch so um again there's like sexting you know yep. you could do with your partner so that that really helps for the the physical touch portion the sexual part of it anyway but even like just talking about like say I was your partner and I knew that physical touch was your love language and you were away I would talk about how much I look forward to cuddling you when you come home or or even describing the physical touch actually helps people with that love language feel that little bit of love in that moment even though you're not actually physical physically touching in that moment, you're talking about it. So it kind of gets the brain going there and it kind of nourishes that a little bit until you get home. Oh, I love that. And I'm definitely, I used it, you know, and as you're telling me that or telling us that, right. I was like the other day I used that, those same words and I felt different. Um, Just describing. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's so that's pretty sweet. No, I didn't even check in and see what that was, but. Yeah. No, because I've been trying to I've been trying to diagnose that one for a while. Like, how am I going <laughs> to break this mold? So yeah, totally. Huh. And I I mean, all of these things help too with like staying connected is actually, and I'm and I'm pretty real. Like I talk about all the things, and trust and cheating is is a big one. I mean, that would that was prevalent in my marriage. Like there was there was trust issues because of the distance, like your mind can play tricks on you on either side. Right. And nourishing that connection with your partner, you have to work a little harder when you work away, you have to actively be like, okay, how, how are we, it's easy when you live with them, you know, but now when you guys are working away, you have to work a little harder than everybody else. And it it may not be fair, but that's, you know, part of the deal about the career right but so nourishing that and working hard on that connection while you're away really helps alleviate some of those trust issues and the love languages is so key to helping that you know you don't want you don't want to be accused of things you're not doing just because you're away and your partner's mind is racing Mm -hmm. you know and you may not want to be tempted to do things because you're not connecting with your partner so Connection is so key for for that. And then oh, yeah. that communication is how it's done. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, absolutely. No, at the end of my marriage, man, I was, a girl could walk by and like, and I didn't, but a girl could walk by and it's, yeah, there's definitely, it doesn't matter who it was. And just like thoughts, right? They're just thoughts and they're just going through. It's like, yeah, well, I didn't even know what that was, right? But that's just being so far disconnected from yourself. I didn't want that. I love my wife. Still yeah. do. Still do. Right? It's been two years, but still do. And it's just the just the way that it is. But yeah, but looking back, and you know, and that's why I can describe it, and that's why I, I'm so adamant about talking about this stuff, is because you're not the only one that feels that. Right? And it's normal, like whatever. Like you can feel stuff and think about stuff, but it's when you start acting on it, then we might have a problem. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, when you're feeling that, yeah, yeah. like realize it where work. it's coming from. Yeah, it takes work. And and that's I I fully feel that way. I mean, everyone has those urges. That's just part of being a human, in my opinion. But um, you know, channel 
And that's the thing too. Like it goes deep. It's like, sometimes I'm sure there's guys out there who are like, well, my wife's not really, we, we have babies. Like she doesn't feel sexual. Like, what am I supposed to do about that? Like her sex drive is, is low right now. And so what am I supposed to do about that? And it's just, it, it just means you have to put in effort um, to communicate about it. And I love when, if you want to, if you want to fix something, I believe that you should educate yourself into making it better. And I think that's a lot of like what your program, your membership is going to be like, right, Nick, like you're just going to be helping educate people about any of these challenges and self-development, self, self-improvement. So if I was a guy in the oil field and whatever was not working well in my relationship, I would seek ways to make it better and sitting back and just complaining or not, you know, anyone really. And just yep. saying this sucks is, is not the, not going to help like actively taking action to making it better and educating yourself is, is key. I love books. There's audio books. Like, I don't know if some guys take the bus in, um, I used to work for Diversified uh, Busing. I don't know if you've been to Fort Mountain, oh, but I worked. Yeah. Uh, I was the parts girl for for a couple of years. But um, a lot of people take the bus in for an hour in the morning. Like throw an audio book on to talk about you know ways to connect with you know with your wife after ten years of being in a relationship or something like that, and just to really like self-development to fixing things that are, are not working well and putting in that effort is, is key. Yeah. You know, you have to do cool. the things. Exactly. Right? And yeah. it's just, it just gets to the point where you're just, and you, everyone knows, I, you know, after going through it, like you, I knew when things were like not right with myself, like, man, like why the hell? Like, and you just blame the relationship, you blame your wife, you blame whatever, but guess what? If you changed yourself, it's probably not them. Probably, probably you, right? But in in changing you and in working on yourself, <laughs> other people get to feel that and, yeah. and get to move with that energy, right? And for the most part, this is how this all works, <laughs> right? Yeah. And this is well, it goes back to the saying, right? You change, you change a man, you, you change a family, change a family, you change a community. Right, right, right. You roll, so it's all relevant. So just start with yourself, man, and 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 you'll see what happens. And along with that, I would like to see. So we already talked about what the ladies um, had to say, uh, I guess. But what is their biggest? uh, I guess in the sexual side. What's the biggest problem when they come home sexually? Um, I guess, and I want to say like, like not not doing the deed, but like, like yeah, they don't feel feel that way. They don't feel connected, and they don't want to be rude. Like, how would they discuss or how would they tell their partner in a constructive way that hey? We need to do some other stuff before that happens. What would that look like? <laughs> well, I can't, every woman's so different and yeah. I, I can't speak for them all, but generally speaking, um, women need, women need more of a warm up to, to that. So um, I can totally see like if you're gone for three weeks and then you just show up 
and you're horny because I think the guys are just like this perfect here I am I'm horny let's go whereas she's just like whoa I like I haven't even seen you like let's warm up here so so I think I think some great things that you can do is kind of build up before you get home is really good because for women um, a lot most of the foreplay is up here so um, if you you know, especially if you only have a couple days off. Um, that's what I was saying. Like, if you can get the babysitter scheduled, if you can, um, good active service, if you book some of these things, um, get the babysitter booked, maybe, you know, have a housekeeper, if you can have that scheduled. So it's just like off of her mind and then build up for like a couple days to a week before, and then, you know, get some of that anything that she finds like that gets her going and you're going to have to talk to her about what gets her going, but start working towards that or working, especially towards her love languages. And then, and then like the sexy talk and things that get her. And then by the time you get home, at least you've done some of that, but you know, for a woman, there's, it is working towards whatever her love language is. If it is at words of affirmation, you're going to give her a lot of compliments. When you walk in the door, you're going to, whatever that is. Um, and basically, you know, anything else like that as the warm up, maybe you guys should plan, plan a little bit of a romantic evening together, even if it's just a couple hours, maybe you could have like a nice dinner where she doesn't have to think about all the chores, um, a nice warm bath, bubbles, uh, a massage, things like that gets her warmed up. And mm-hmm. it doesn't have to take forever but all of those little things count and then you know she feels like you're putting in the effort even though you're maybe you're pretty tired but uh, that's how we work like we need that warm-up usually sometimes yeah. it counts too but um <laughs> if that's a if that's a thing um yeah. especially people with young kids like oh kids can really turn things off in that department pretty bad oh, it- it can, but here's, yeah, here's just uh, is what I see. Like, yeah, you will come home. Uh, yeah. Especially if you have kids. Well, this is especially if you have kids, you can go, okay, next shift, we're going to go out on a date by ourselves and next shift comes and then you don't. And then the next shift comes, Oh, oh no, we're going to, we're going to have a date by ourselves. Oh, and then, Oh no, Sally's having a, well, you described right, a bridal shower or something, right? We're going to go over to that. Oh, okay. Well, this is our one day to go do that, but okay, whatever, let's go. And then, so now you've gone two months, three months without going on an actual date with your wife. Yeah. And that's the trend that a lot of people fall into. Right. And I'm not blaming the women. I'm not blaming the men, but this is just the reality. And this is why I see a lot of that connection piece just disconnecting and just never, and it doesn't have a chance to come back when you start operating that way in a land of just reacting to everything that comes by and never talking about it. Right. I love that you said reacting because that's, that's, that's the opposite of, of what I think works. And that's the thing is, if you let shift after shift go by and you're not going on a date with your partner, that means that you haven't prioritized it. And um, I know Nick yourself being in like, you know, having a side hustle or business, we've learned that if, if there's something you want, 
you'll make it happen. Whether that's financially or your time, if you want it bad enough, there's always a way to make it happen. Yeah. And I've learned, I've experienced that for myself. There's always a way. So <laughs> if that's your priority, you will make it happen. And I know it takes two. It's not just you. So like she needs to be into it too, but you know, maybe, and this is the thing. It's like, yeah, we're going to go on a date next day off. It's like, okay, well, who's going to plan it? Like start solidifying. Okay. Who's going to plan it? You or me. Let's take turns. I'll plan it this time. You plan it next time. Okay. So now it's like, it's your responsibility to plan it and be like, okay, what days work for you or not? And be like, okay, babe, Saturday between 6 and 10 p.m., you're mine and I'm going to have it booked. And, you know, and then it's all in your hands. And then you'd be like, okay, babe, next time it's your your turn to book it. Yeah. So just solidifying plans right then and there. It's like, you matter of factly say we should do that next shift. It's like, okay, no, let's put it in the calendar. And that helps. Yeah, absolutely. And like in the game that we play and uh, <laughs> that I teach in the, in the pipe dream solution is every quarter we have dudes like that do have partners. Now this changes if you're single, right? But if you do have a partner, male or female, you book three months in advance your dates right? You know your shift, you know whatever, like for most of us we do, um, you know what your shift is for the next three months. So you book your dates, you plan them, you pay for them three months in advance. Oh, great idea. Right. So then, uh, (laughs) so then they, uh, and then the, you know, one big date um, per quarter and then that he plans and then the partner plans the other one on that. Yeah. So they just know what date it is, but they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. The details. Right. So when you, you know, it sounds like it's all pre-planned and, Oh, I want to be spontaneous, but what happens to spontaneous is fine when you're 21 and single. It's a, and it, it can be spontaneous if that's your life, but in the oil field, we're so regulated that spontaneous doesn't really work. I hate to tell you. Um, I, That's a good can, point. I never thought about that. Yeah. I never thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it does. It's fun to like have two options. Like, kids, date night. We can either go to this restaurant or this restaurant, or we can like, you know, whatever it is. We can go do like rock climbing, or we can go watch a movie. Like different. Like so, you can kind of make fun little decisions in the moment. But yeah, spontaneity yeah. with those type of schedules that would be tough. Yeah. So date nights are planned. Um, the babysitters are booked, like paid for like the whole deal. Yeah. Yeah. And so you massage that, right. If it's single, this guy, right. So (laughs) it's really hard to do that, but you make it work in other ways. Uh, but you know, tonight we're just dealing with the relationships and the dating. Right. So it's, yeah, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, I, and you know, there's a, I was reading, like, there's so many comments in that poll that I put out too. And, you know, people were talking about how hard it can be on the relationship in the long run and things like that. And so it made me think like, okay, in the long run, like people want their relationships to last. Like you're in it, you're, you've, you know, married this person, you've decided to be with them. Hopefully, you know, you want to be together and, So when I think about the big picture, I was thinking about, 
you know, a lot of times we work away because the money is better typically, right? Right now it could just be, that's because that's the only work that's available. That's fine too. Um, But I think making a financial plan with your partner is really important for a lot of reasons. But one reason that stuck out to me was having your why, like, why are we doing this? Why are we being like, why are we going through this shit? It's so hard to be apart and have all these challenges being away from each other. Why the hell are we doing it? And I know that that's something that my ex-husband and I did not do. Like we enjoyed the money. That was great. We, we did it because the money was good and that was good for us, but we never talked about like, how long can we do this for? Do we have a financial plan? Like, do we want this forever? And if not, let's get a financial plan in place to know when we potentially may not have to work away from each other or, you know, um, having a financial plan so that money starts getting saved. That kind of gives you that little bit of like, glimmer when things get tough it's like oh yeah that's you know we have that savings for whatever that's coming later um just to give you get through some of those hard times and then instead of just being like working away blowing all your money (laughs) you know and then it's just like what is this for you know it's for the fancier ring it's for like maybe that's what people want but sometimes i think people get caught up spending their money on things in the moment where they're like, is this even worth it in the long run? Like, yep. so I think having a financial plan with your partner is like key. So you can see the light at the end of the tunnel or, you know, what this is all for. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, it's all, I love it. Cause it's all the things that I never did. And this is, yeah. again, this is the reason why I do this show is yeah. man, you don't, it doesn't have to be this hard. Like it doesn't, you don't have to be divorced after freaking 15 years of being with somebody, right? Like, yeah, it just doesn't have to be that way. But if you, you never, like I never had a financial plan ever. I just talked about this earlier to somebody else. Never, not once. I still don't. I'm getting better and I have it in as something that on my to-do list. Right. But it's, uh, it's something that I've never, I don't understand money. I'm scared of money and it's a definite fear Right. If I make it real, oh, then I have to save money. I have to save money, then I have to make money. Okay, it's kind of the 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 chicken or the egg, right? And it, uh, my brain just explodes, and it it's something that I want to dive into. But with the finances, like that is the biggest thing everybody knows with relationships. So if you are talking about it on a regular basis, and you're actually putting those deposits in your bank account, your actual bank account with with your savings for a reason and like, okay, an end date, like this is our last home. We're not buying that $700,000 home. We're staying at this $500,000 home or this 400,000 or this 300. We're good. When was the last time you had that conversation? Yeah. Right. Well, but I then know, you, I think, Nick, you're, are you doing um, a financial um, yeah. touch on your, in your, in your program? I think that's great. I think because now I've, I've learned through a lot of my coaching uh, colleagues is that there's a lot of like financial money mindset, money, even coaches that have this stuff figured out. And 
it's actually a lot easier and less scary than a lot of people think. And when I think back to relationships, like having that element of like being able to speak comfortably about your, your money, especially if you're away. Oh my God. Um, you know, that's, that can be a key element to, to keeping a relationship strong because we know that can be a big one for arguments. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. I would just, I, I remember coming back and it was like, man, okay. So you just worked away and then all of a sudden it's breakup and we had money and now we don't have money. And it's like, where did it all go? But then most of it was me, but it was buying seriously, but then it was buying like stuff for the family, but having no clue on what that looked like and yeah. what it needed to be or buying bike parts to build a new chopper or whatever. Yeah. yeah. In there, seen the movie, yeah. loved it. So this is, yeah, definitely why I talk on it. Man, I love it. No, this is good stuff. So I guess what would be your biggest nugget uh, to drop uh, at the end of the show, I guess, for dudes working away uh, or or women um, and connecting with their partners? I think it's just a matter of um, making it a priority and not just sort of floating along in your relationship and, and, you know, going day to day, not really paying attention, but taking a step back, be mindful and be like, what are, what are we dealing with here? Um, taking a look at what your challenges are. And then I think just kind of formalizing it a little bit. So just putting in that little bit of effort to be like, let's schedule whatever monthly chats where we sit down and we talk about our challenges with, with this life, this, this work schedule, um, having an open space to speak to one another in a safe way and everyone gets a turn to talk, talk about the challenges, talk about possible solutions that you could come up with and actually implement them slowly. Just tiny little ones really make a difference. And then um, I would say <laughs> read the five love languages, um, read the book. Hopefully your partner will read it too. Um, that is an excellent tool if you don't even know where to start and that just making it a priority, putting in a little bit of effort, uh, I think can make a huge difference. It'll snowball. If you guys can yeah. get ready on that, it'll snowball into better and better and better connection with your partner. Oh, for sure. And to get that catalyst, a lot of people don't, you know, and I am speaking from experience again, without having an accountability to it. And this is where people like yourselves and, and, and what I'm doing. Right. And it's, it's not selling it on it, man. It's just, it's, I see how it works, right? It just gets you going, right? And it's just catalyst. So like, no, if people want to find you and, and have that, you know, get that dating, you know, get a little spice back going and uh, where do they find you? Yeah, so my coaching, um, my my superpowers, <laughs> I know we talked about a lot about relationships today. Um, I'm not a relationship coach in the sense that I would sit down with like a couple and coach them. Um, I just try to stay away from more of like the therapy element, but um, I, I work with individuals. So my, my superpowers lie with single people. So who are single people who are looking to date. Um, we, we work on all of the elements about making the dating life way more fun, way more confident, way less sucky. <laughs> um, so we, you can reach your relationship goals. And a lot of times that's people trying to find their life partner. Yep. 
Um, so, and then I also help people with, um, jealousy. So people who are in relationships and they're experiencing jealousy, I will work with the jealous partner. Um, and then I also work with breakups. So if somebody's going through a really tough breakup, um, just knowing that they're not alone, there's, there's coaching available. It's, it just makes it way better. Um, and you can sort of heal a lot faster that way, but People can find me at alayarain.com. That's my website. And that has a lot of my information. And if they want to follow me on social, um, it's it's Alea Rain on Facebook. I also have a Facebook page called Love Dates and Robots. And that's actually the name of my podcast as well. So Love Dates and Robots. Awesome. Yeah, yeah check it out. It's, it's good stuff. And yeah, navigating this dating life for sure. Like you said at the beginning, or I said at the beginning, it's... Yeah, it doesn't have to be horrible. I've gone, I've done, I've done the roller coaster. I'm doing the roller coaster, and it doesn't have to be weird. There's, so, there's like crazy people out there. Oh God, I have so many crazy stories. But um, it is possible to find love again, and it doesn't have to be excruciating on on the way to getting there. So that's what. Oh, I'm yeah, and I think we should maybe do another one of these and we talk about some of the crazy stories, but that wasn't the intent tonight. <laughs> intent tonight is like, and that's how to let's figure out how to navigate the relationships that we do have and uh, cultivate that. And yeah, so I'm excited to find find another partner and uh, yeah, and and utilize some of this stuff, which I should have done in the first place. So yeah, we all learn. <laughs> we all learn. So. <laughs> No, I appreciate you, Alea, and uh, man, no, we will. I'd love to do this again and hear some more stories. But I feel like we will. It'll be good. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for me on the show. It's really fun. Yeah. Awesome. Appreciate you, and we will check you on the uh, in the arena helping some dudes out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I look forward to that. Be good. Excellent. Okay, thanks, Alea, and we'll talk to you later. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening to today's Tale from the Trench. Be sure to subscribe to The Awakened Tradesman on your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on Instagram and message us for a customized coaching strategy call to successfully live your oil-filled lifestyle. You can earn a fulfilled life. Check back next week to continue listening. The great, the in the sky.